Hello and uh, sorry. Alola. Alola. Good. And welcome to Experience Share. It's Pokemon Podcast starring me, Alotan Radicate. Alolan Radicate. AKA Tanner Greenring, and I am joined as always by my co host, Fialolan Gumshoes. Alolan Gumshoes. AKA Joshua Fjellstead. Mm-hmm. Those are our totem beasts, Joshua. Oh, yeah. I have a comment about mine, but I'll wait until we get there. I have a comment about mine, and I'll say it right now. Upgrade. Upgrade. Definitely. Alolan Raticate and Alolan Rattata. Certainly an upgrade. Yeah. I don't want to leap ahead too much, but I think the ways that they upgraded the Pokemon in Alola from Kanto were all upgrades, essentially. Oh, yeah. It was they like great. They were, they were way too basic. They didn't know what they were doing in Gen 1. To a certain extent. I will say this. At the point I am in my journey now with the Pokemon I have now, including an Alolan Meowth, I think they're all great looking. Yeah. Am I confident that they're going to stay great looking when they evolve (laughs) out of being an Alolan Meowth? No. Perhaps not. But that's the journey we're on. And what journey are we on, Tanner? Here's what we're doing. This is a Pokemon podcast. We used to play through every single Pokemon game, gym by gym, week by week, but that has all fallen apart because we are, well, to borrow a phrase from my very chill co-host here. Oh, yeah. On Island Time. We're on Island Time, baby. This season. And and when you're on Island Time, you don't have time for gyms, you know? No. You want to be out there. You want to be exploring the wild. You want to be, like, fighting, like, giant gum chews in caves and that's going to be the challenge in this one maybe there aren't even gyms maybe there's just trials and you know i don't want to be trying that hard so maybe i'll get to that trial when i get to it maybe i'm just trying to relax for once and then if you pull it off a very well-dressed like genderless somewhat sexy like beautiful yeah specimen will give you some kind of like stone (laughs) And I don't know what that means, but it's true. It's, it's like a Z, Z gem. Z, you get a Z gem. Yeah. And then it's up to you to figure out what that means. Z gives you a Z gem. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. That's a preview of what's ahead. But first, bug catchers, welcome to Pokemon. I'm just going to say it now. Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Because <laughs> Josh and I just spent about 15 minutes before the episode talking about the differences between the games. And a few of you, vocal... Bug catchers told us that there was enough difference in the plot between the two games that it was important that we play both. Well, namely our friends, friends of the podcast, Poke Maniacal, Chris, and Pokemon Crossroads. Mm-hmm. They had a debate, a lively debate, because we were originally planning to just bypass Sun and Moon. But there was some debate about how Sun and Moon maybe has a more interesting story Whereas everything that we'd read online and on the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash bugcatchers, implied pretty strongly Ultra Sun Moon was the way to go. And I am on Ultra Sun and I'm loving it. Yeah. Tanner has been on Moon. I'm on Moon and I'm having a great time, but I'm comparing notes. We we look at show notes each week. We like put our, you know, our notes from our journey there. And I'm seeing whole sections of this game that... <laughs> I just didn't have access to. And apparently... Kind of delightful sections. An entire, like, race of, like, being. You know, like an entire new paradigm for life in the universe. Like, robot boys. My game doesn't have robot boys. That one was pretty significant, especially because as... I've met them. Anyone knows who listened to our interstitial, the last episode about Pokemon Go where Tanner got spoiled. He's never played this generation. At all, essentially. And he got spoiled on Ultra Beasts, and then also one of the little side characters who gives you quests. who gives you the loop quests yeah. is this robot, who is apparently from the Ultra Recon squad in my game, because I've never played Ultra. And they're not in the originals at all. Yeah, and I, I can't handle it. And I'm sorry to Pokemon Eagle Chris and Pokemon Crossroads, but I'm jettisoned. I'm pulling the ripcord and I'm out of here. You're making the call now. I'm out of here. <laughs> there goes my shoot. It's like, and I'm like, out of here. And there goes Moon crashing down to the earth. You need to be able to interact with these robots. Yeah, I'm restarting. And the uh, big wave beach, the surfing Mantine, who I have a lot to say about <laughs> later. What? 
you, I gotta see that. Yeah. I gotta see that. Yeah. Absolutely no way. Sorry. I'm jettisoning. I'm I'm hopping over to Ultra Moon. I'm replaying up until the point that we've played, <laughs> which I should mention isn't a gym because we're no longer doing gym by gym That's week right. by week. We're going to start stretching these seasons out a little bit more so that bug catchers who like to play along with us can keep up a more sort of like leisurely pace. It lets us focus on the what I'm sure will be and already has been pretty bonkers story. It's like I'm playing in an anime. Like it opens up with this like cutscene of a young woman running through an airport <laughs> with guards chasing her. <laughs> and then an ugly little Pokemon pops out. Like there was a brief solar eclipse. Uh, I don't know. And the whole world was cloaked in darkness. Uh, I just don't even see why Pokemon thinks they need to try to have these like complex stories. It's know? an interesting point. It's an interesting point. They're just always nonsense. Like, uh, first of all, a baby's not going to care. Like if the primary demographic, obviously it's shifted. Yeah. But if it was originally, you know, sort of like eight to 12 year olds or something, they don't really care that much about the storyline. No, absolutely And at not. this point, you know, look at us. We're 30 somethings and there's certainly older Pokemon players and younger than us, but plenty of us are adults. Yeah. We're never going to like the storyline. Not if you keep writing them like these. So why not just give up? Yeah, just give up. Just make them fun. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> let's just have some fun. We're on island time, man. Like, let's just kick back. It's Alola. We have published an episode guide to this season on our socials. Check out EXP Share Pod on Twitter and at EXP Share Pod on Instagram. And you can find our episode guides there. and the Reddit, reddit.com slash r slash bugcatchers. Loosely, we're like playing to like the big milestones. So this week we're going to play to um, our very first trial in Verdant Cave. Yeah. Spoiler alert there are still eight trials, but there are no longer gyms here in Alola. Yep. Yeah. So we will be doing a total of 17 episodes this season. So a nice long season, a, a nice like long season in the summer beach weather, you know? Island time. Taking a long vacation in Alola. And apparently it's going to be even longer because I have to replay this entire first section of the game because there's absolutely no way I'm missing out on this fucking surfing mantine. <laughs> like usual, I will say you're doing that to yourself. You don't have to do that, Tanner. I don't care. I, I'm doing it now, though. I'm doing it now before You're it's... making it longer and harder for yourself. Not in a good way. <laughs> I'm doing it now before it's too late. Because yeah. I mean, if I keep hearing about this shit that you're going, like, experiencing, I'm just going to be so... I'm going to feel so left out. You're just going to be jealous. I'd quit the podcast. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, my game stopped working, like I did with Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my game really did stop working <laughs> oh yeah 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 it it was kaput i remember that's what happened it just happened to be like the last episode it was very convenient i'm sure we all trust you given your performance in the last part of this season i was vindicated season. i believe the poll online vindicated me 6b sir i believe you put out some hit job poll where you're like should criminal Tanner Greenring be put in behind bars for playing ahead a little bit? Uh, and everyone was like, no. But then the truth came out. The next episode when you admitted to just doing the entire next leg, which is the only way that you could have beaten the Elite Four seven more times. I thought that but was implied. But I also do call out post to all you bug catchers, 53% of you. I thought that was implied. On that Twitter vote who said Tanner was vindicated somehow. You all know. That he cheated. He's mayor cheat. No. The fidelity of the show is already in the toilet. So if you want to just give up, even though you committed to playing Pokemon Moon, if you want to just give up no. and do Ultra Moon. I'm not going to back down. Who gives a shit anymore? Because we don't have any standards, apparently. <laughs> just do whatever you want. Fine, you come down to Sun then. You come down to Sun. I've done Sun already. And I signed up for doing Ultra Sun. Yeah, but let's have the same experience. No, I can't go back. I'm jet I'm jumping ship. I'm jumping ship. I can't go back. I love what's happening to me because what I've discovered in Ultra Sun is a couple of things. There are different Pokemon I can catch on the routes already. <laughs> and they've done the thing that I was always dreaming of that comes later as far as I thought, but apparently it's in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon where different patches of grass even on the same route, the very same route that you think you understand, 
might have different Pokemon in them. So I've already got a Pichu. That has been true in Moon as well. Okay, I couldn't remember that because I did play Sun, but obviously that was several years ago. Let's talk about our guys, Joshua. Yes. It's a new season. We're making guys. We got to play the game. We got to make guys for the game. That's right. Sometimes Josh just likes to be Josh. You did that a lot early on. You've sort of like swayed me away from it, but I'm not saying that that's done. Yeah. But I'm also not saying that that's what's happening right now. Right. Sometimes your your character's Pokemon criteria is pretty like subjective, you know? Yeah. A lot of things can kind of slot in. I mean, are we going to be playing Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee later? Absolutely Probably. we are. Yeah. So I already ordered a ball. Is that going to be a throwback to Generation 1? And is that a kind of a place where maybe Josh Joshua might reemerge? He's back. Wow. Wow. Think about it. Just think about it. So this season, we both have guys. And they're just like classic guys. You're classic guys. Yeah. I want to hear about your classic guy at first because I, I love him. He's an inspiration to me. Okay, let me send you something real quick. You need to play this while I tell you about my guy. Josh has sent me a, a, YouTube, a link to YouTube, mm-hmm. and it's um, Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. And I'm hitting play now. So my character this season... First of all, cheers. Uh, I'm doing a bit right now for those of you who can't see. Oh, sorry. I was trying to turn down. <laughs> Margaritaville was blasting for a second. As it should be. Yeah. <laughs> Josh is um, sipping a, a little <sighs> tropical cocktail with a little... Um, little umbrella. Cocktail umbrella in it. Uh, it looks delicious. It looks pretty like syrupy and brown. Looks like it's going to get you drunk. It is a Kingston Negroni. Uh I couldn't be bothered to go out and get the ingredients that I really wanted, which would have been for like a Singapore sling or a hurricane or something. So, uh, something tropical. Kingston Negroni is, technically. Uh, I had all those things at my house. Uh, it's one part rum, one part Campari, one part sweet vermouth. Is this part of your guy? You're just going to be like <laughs> telling us cool cocktail, like tiki cocktail recipes? Uh, maybe you'll mix those in throughout the season. I also am wearing a Hawaiian shirt. I had to switch into this. It is 50 degrees out. So when I <laughs> yeah, was like, cold. right before I was recording, I told Bobby, I was like, oh, I got to go change. He was like, what What the hell are you talking about? I'm like, well, I'm doing a bit this season. So I just want... <laughs> oh, I guess I should dress the part too. We're not equipped to do it on video. So this is the first time I'm dressing up for the part because my just character... Just for me. Just for is, me. It's not for you, bug catchers. It's just for me. It's just for Tanner. <laughs> Who's your guy? My guy this season is called Parrothead. <laughs> Hence the soundtrack. And he's the kind of guy who lives and dies in three quarters time, baby. Hell yeah. He was born in Kanto, but he moved to Alola at a young age, and that island lifestyle just took hold real quick. Mm. Uh, it'll, it'll do that. It's intoxicating. Oh, yeah. I mean, once you get on island time, it's very hard. Very hard to get off island time. Tell me about it. Because on island time, those changes in latitudes cause some real changes in attitudes, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And that's what he's been doing his whole life, but sometimes you still got to strike out on your own, and, you know, his mom supports it. She's got some parrot head blood Ooh. coursing through her veins, too. Is there a dad in the picture? No, I mean... Oh, hey. <laughs> he, he couldn't handle the island lifestyle. Yeah. We left him way back in Kanto, baby. Like... <laughs> That's where you came from. Yeah. You're from Kanto. From Kanto. Cool. Just trying to relax, but, you know, at a certain point, you can hit the limit on relaxing. And it's not that you want to stop entirely, but you kind of want to strike out on your own at a certain point. And so Parrothead, setting out to find as many other like-minded individuals who live on island time across the Alolan Islands, they're just trying to chill, grill, and... You know, hopefully not spill their drink. Hell yeah. God, put that on like a... <laughs> you put that on like a wood plank with like a uh, like a wooden parrot perched on it? Hang that on a wall. Oh, are you referencing the uh, plank that I used to have? Actual Josh that said, trespassers will be offered a shot. 
What do you mean used to have? Well, it's in a closet right now because I don't have a backyard <laughs> anymore, but... This song's almost over. Do you just want me to restart it? No, it's fine. I mean, my last comment is, uh, you know, he loves pineapple juices. He loves the Pokemon cafes that they got out here. But uh, plenty more pineapple juice where that comes from. So he's ready to set out, meet some friends, and uh, just have a good time. You know what the best part about that song is? Is the pan flute. It really, you like don't notice it when you're just like grooving to it, but it's there. It's like keeping you upbeat. It's like effervescent, you know? Oh, yeah. And if you see Jimmy Buffett live, which I have, obviously, yeah, they bring out the pan flute. Oof, love that. He doesn't skimp on the details. That's why he's one of the richest musicians in the world. His net worth <laughs> is $900 billion. $900 million. <laughs> it should be $900 billion, but it's only $900 million. <laughs> So what are the rules then? Oh, Just yeah. anyone you deem chill? Predominantly, the defaults are flying types, water types, and then the ones that just kind of like have a chill vibe. Okay, cool. We're set up the same way then, because my character is designed in a very similar fashion. His name is Skullgrunt, and that's just, he's it's what he is. He's an aspiring member of Team Skull. Oh, a villain. Yeah, it's my villain arc. It's my villain season. <laughs> okay. I'm getting the villain edit this season, and his name is Skullgrunt. And his whole aspiration is to join and take over Team Skull, which he learned about when he moved here um, with his mom from Kanto, where she was- Oh, Kanto as well. An admin in Team Rocket. Oh, so- They're sort of like- Sort of like- They've like fled Kanto. You're fleeing from Kanto to Argentina? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Alola. <laughs> so he heard, he heard about Team Skull. He's super into it. He loves it. What a cool like thing, you know? Yeah. He so far is not super impressed with like the guys he's met, but he's kind of hoping as he like climbs the ladder, he'll meet some more impressive people. Okay. No one really seems to take Team Skull seriously around here. No. Um from Parrothead's interactions with Team Skull, they sort of look like hacks. No, not me. Skullgrunt's not a hack. He's really cool. Um he lo he's just obsessed with bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he models himself after like the classics, you know, he's looking past Alola. He's thinking about some of his heroes like Giovanni, Lysander, Cyrus, Archie. Oh, yeah. That's kind of who he aspires to be. He wants to be a great, you know? Oh, yeah. One of the OGs. In that spirit, he's using dark and poison like any good bad guy team would. But... He's also open to using anything that just looks mean. Okay, good. Glad you have that qualifier as well, which is my looks chill. <laughs> yeah. Like um, like uh, we encountered something called a young goose. It's just a normal type Pokemon, but he's got this little mean scowl, you know? Yeah, it's sort of like a comb over, a blonde comb over kind of a thing. Looks a little evil. Yeah. Yeah. So I said, get in here. Get in this Pokeball. <laughs> he's not on the team. Um, I hate looking at him. Too ugly. He's also looking at what other team... I'm going to keep an eye out for what other team Skull members are using. And if I see them using anything interesting, I'm going to add it to the list. That's fair. Because I don't know the rules. You know, I'm new to this. This is like my first day of being on Team Skull. You're inspired by Team Rocket originally. So now you're sort of like learning on the fly, like, what does this Team Skull do yeah. Other than have no talent for rapping. And what's my way in? Yeah. And then the other thing is I have to dress in all black. If the eventually a Team Skull outfit is unlocked, you better believe I'm going to be wearing that. I blew all my money as soon as I got to Halloween City on a Hawaiian outfit. Hawaiian shirts, hat, capris. I swear to God, this was unintentional, and it's not a reference to a joke we made earlier, but... My character, Skullgrunt, is blonde hair and blue-eyed. And if when oh, I do no. get the option to dye his hair like pink or bright blue, oh no. I'm going to because that's what Team Skull does. Or that's what I've seen so far. Yeah. Loud colored hair. That would probably be for the best. Yeah. <laughs> for a variety of reasons. And then I'm only going to use negative dialogue options, which has gotten me in trouble a couple times already. 
I go with the flow, so I kind of just say, you know, whatever they seem like they want me to say. I'm like, yeah, man, whatever. I'll do that. I mean, if it's something I have to say to progress the story, I'll say yes. But, like, if it's someone just, like, shooting the shit and asking me a question, I always go with, like, the, like, not interested answer. So I guess you know, because you, you've you done this now, I'm saying yes because I'm going with the flow. But there are a couple of times where I think this is the first time in the series where they are like side quests effectively yeah. where somebody's like, Hey, will you go get me a crabrawler for my like idiot boyfriend? Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, if I see one, like maybe, <laughs> but if you say no, did they close that dialogue? I, yeah, I think so. Not. I think I may have seen one. I think I was invited to be an apprentice of a certain master in the area. And I said, no, <laughs> and I don't know what happened after that. You don't want to know. We're starting our journey in the how Oli, how Oli, yeah, wow, outskirts. Bug catchers, buckle up for us <laughs> having to pronounce Pokemon names and then also Polynesian derived names for all of this. Like, yeah, if we were ever going to get canceled, yeah, this is the season. Well, you're drunk enough for it, so yeah, how Oli, <laughs> outskirts, is where we live. But it's not the first thing we see. The first thing we see is like a sex pest. <laughs> like yeah. comes on our personal like PDA that we're looking at. And he's like, hey, it's me, Professor Kakui. And here are my like glistening pecs and like rock hard abs. And you have to look at them. Yeah. Because I don't wear a shirt. I wear a lab coat. <laughs> I ditched the lab coat personally. But <laughs> I mean, at that point, you know. Just give us the full show. It's like, it's got to be like, didn't they make the Abercrombie models start putting on shirts and pants? Because it was like against code to have like naked men out in front of your store. I think so. But Do you remember that? I mean, it's not against my code. I just, I thought it was highly inappropriate. This guy was calling me <laughs> on my personal phone, not wearing I mean, a shirt. it is strange given that. <laughs> like Josh, if you ever called, if you ever, if I got a FaceTime from Josh. I'm like, oh, I wonder what Josh wants. Answer. And it was just you, like, shirtless in a lab coat. I'd be like, what? What are you doing? This is highly inappropriate. If I may, and I'll, I'll have to ask him whether or not I can share this, but I'm going to tell you, you at least, Tanner, right now, because we were hanging out with Mike Levine last night. Yeah. And he was regaling us with a story about how he had to go back to Wesleyan, which is the school he went to, uh, after transferring from Bard, which is where I met him. Wesleyan is where I live. Oh yeah, good school. Yeah, he had to uh, he had to go give a talk there as someone who had like graduated from Wesleyan and then was a professor at Cornell at the time. So he's like going back, but he's only like twenty nine or something. Yeah, and he gives the speech, and I guess it had been posted on like whatever he was on the rugby team, and he was like the captain of the rugby team at one point. And he goes back, and he's like staying at the hotel, and then he wanders out to go get a taco. And then all these rugby dudes like see him on the street and they're like, hey, Mike, like, oh, what are you doing here? And like they knew him. And so they're like, hey, come drink some beers with us. And then he goes back with them. And the entire thing that they were doing for the whole night was just drinking like a thousand beers shirtless and browsing Tinder. Oh, cool. Where? At a bar? No, no, no. Uh, Frat. Their house? Frat, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I've had worse nights. So once I heard that, I was like, I don't know. Is this what goes on? Like, I don't know. Maybe Kakui can get away with this, you know? I'm not comfortable with it. I'm going to wear a shirt. I'm going to wear a shirt. <laughs> I thought it was highly inappropriate, Kakui. <laughs> no, it definitely is because our character is supposed to be a child. <laughs> a child. Yeah. And you called yeah. me and like, you literally like, you're like, uh, like, when he first calls you, the camera's all out of whack and his little, whatever it's called, rock, rock rough. Rock rough. Is like knocking the camera around and it's like accidentally pointed right at his like pecs and abs. Yeah. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> Didn't oh, mean to. Oh, I was to. just taking a new pic for Tinder. <laughs> I was just hanging out with Mike Levine. <laughs> Didn't mean to dial you up, child. <laughs> um, Here we are. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, our mom is here. Our mom like sends her funny little Alolan. No, it's a it's a normal meowth, a normal Canto meowth. Yeah, we're bringing it over from Canto in to uh, wake you up. First, you have to design your character. You get to choose both gender and kind of across a spectrum of races as well now. So the characters are as, are more customizable than ever. Good job, Pokemon Company. Yep. You wake up, mom is there, and she's like, I don't know, Professor Kakui's here. <laughs> I forget what our relationship is. It's like her friend or something. Because we have a dad. Yeah. Because when we get to our room, once we unpack, our dad has left like an adventure guide to us. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Who is Professor Kukui to us? Do we know? Is he related to us? Maybe he's related to our mom in a carnal sense, you know? I'd like to be related to his mom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Parrothead's never asked any questions about that because, you know, he's just going with the flow, man. Whatever floats your boat. So we meet up with Kukui. He's like, welcome to the island. Now you're right here. Here's the thing about being a youngster in Alola is that it's got a rich Pokemon community. And now you're doing the island challenge because you have to. And there's four islands and you have to go and do these like quests on each of the islands. And we don't have gyms. So don't go looking for gems. Mm-hmm. And here's a Pokedex that we've imprisoned the soul of a Rotom in. <laughs> Yeah, And it will constantly make pretty snide comments to you on the lower screen. Certain times it will make you pay attention to whatever this Rotom is like roasting you about. I was originally going to give Rotom uh, the Rotom deck. He does roast you. Joshi's sweetie. But then it got so rude that I was like, oh, I'm not making you sweetie. Who makes this thing? Who made it? Does the Rotom want this? Do they like this? He does pop right in, but then he is a prick to you the entire time. Like every time, like you're like, I was sitting in in the Pokemon Center, like arranging my box, and he was like, "Hey, buddy, like, time to get out there and like save the world or whatever." <laughs> get off my back, Rotom Dex. Yeah. Uh, like, why don't you go do that? I mean, the last time I saw you were a fucking like lawnmower. Yeah, go go be something cool. <laughs> don't be this. Yeah. So yeah, you've got that. It's your Pokedex now. And it's it's great. There's so many good upgrades in this game. The Pokedex is great. You can um, swap party members out on the fly now. When you catch new Pokemon, you can choose to like add them oh to the God. party or send them to the box, which is just like incredible. So nice. Yeah, just so many little like quality of life upgrades. And then also the game looks incredible. Like it's like Part of this trend of the time. When did this game come out? I think it was 2017. Is that right? Surely not. That was like just a couple years ago. 2017 is Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. So Sun and Moon is probably 2016. It was part of this trend at the time that I think was a backlash to like the sort of like dreary gray and brown and green like RPGs like Fallout of the early 2000s where everything was suddenly like bright and colorful and like vibrant. And like this game is that like there's big splashes of like neon paint everywhere. And when you save the game, this like little like bookmark (laughs) falls onto the screen with like a little palm tree on it. Like it's just, it looks so good. It's if I may, which I've said many times throughout this whole series, but this time it's really true. It's festive as hell. Yeah. It's just festive. Yeah, all the branding is great. Um, I feel like having played Sun originally and now playing Ultra Sun, I think the graphics are even smoother. Like it, it looks, it looks genuinely good. Yeah, it looks like great. I still, I actually think it looks good. Like I don't have any qualms with playing this. Obviously, I have issues with the story, which I always do. But oh. compared to We've talked about video games in the past where, like, you go back and you play the one that, like, I've been trying to play Morrowind, but I started with Skyrim, and I go back and I'm like, this is very hard to deal with. I played Sword and Shield. I know what it ends up looking like. Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, Sun and Moon also. This just looks, it's playably good. Like, it looks good. Yeah, it feels like a big step up. It feels like a very modern game. Yeah. The story sucks, and let's talk about it really quick, because that's kind of what happens next, is there's this huge lead-up before you even get your Pokemon. 
before you even encounter the starters, you've got to go through this whole storyline where you're following along this young woman from the intro cutscene who had the ugly little like cloud Pokemon. Lily. Yeah, Lily. And you're walking across a like plank bridge in the jungle and it breaks. <laughs> Oh no, no, cause uh, so this ugly little thing that she's got is she my is, yeah. first of many you make me barf pokemons of the week. Oh my god, spoiler. So, it's Cosmog. It's ugly. It's stupid. This thing's a mess. Yeah, it's uh, that's what I'm saying. It, it's a mess. It's this harbinger of thing things to come of like this shitty pokemon design where everything is like well, whatever. I'm not going to rag on modern Pokemon games. And there's a lot to be excited about. My thing is I think the Pokemon are ugly. And I think this one is just such like a bad... Good hedging. Bad Pokemon design. And a, a scary portent of things to come. Yeah, Cosmog, who Lily has nicknamed Nebby. Which I believe in Pokemon Go also was the same thing where like that robot or fucking Professor Willow is like, oh, how about you name it... uh. Nebula. I'm like, okay, Nebby. So I get it. But this is just, it looks like a child's doodle. It's so bad. <laughs> and it's sitting out in the, it's being harassed by Spiros for some reason. I don't know. Lily keeps trying to hide it in her little duffel bag. I also thought it was dumb that it's Spiros. It's like, it's one thing that Spiros can be around here. That's fine. Like there is a city, Hallelujah City or whatever. Yeah. But would you not have Picky Pecks? out here or two cannons or something like we're in the middle of the jungle why would spiros be out here but i don't know but anyway you go out to save it and it like activates some special ability but then before it can you're saved by my second you make me barf pokemon of the week this thing called tapu coco And it's just like, I don't know what it is. It's so hard to like figure out. You can't like tell at a glance. It like looks like some Yu-Gi-Oh shit. I just, I hate it. I hate modern, the new modern Pokemon designs. Okay. They just don't feel, they don't feel cohesive. You know, like what is this thing? It's like a skinny little guy and then it's got little shield arms. I could have drawn it. I could have drawn it. So this Tapu Koko saves you. Who is like Mealy Mealy's islands like uh, Guardian. Guardian, yes. The four islands each have their own Guardian Pokemon. And we have just met one. So you're shitting all over the Guardian of Mealy Mealy yeah, Island. Yeah, it looks terrible, Josh. Okay. Terrible. To be fair, I don't love it either. So yes, then then we finally are here at the point where we can um, choose our starter because we are escorted to... The town. What's the town called? Icky Town. Icky Town, where this guy called Kahuna Hala offers to give us a starter Pokemon. And he puts in front of us three little Pokemon, only one of which looked mean enough to be on Skullgrunt's team, and it was Litten. Doesn't hurt that Incineroar is a dark type and fire type. Yeah. So welcome to the team, Litten. Uh, Giovanni. I mean, he likes cats. Yeah. Parrothead went for Rowlet, who is also Joshy's sweetie. I texted you about this when we when we were deciding on on our characters at the before the season started, before we started playing, and I told you that I have to choose Litten because it eventually goes Dark type under great duress because. I love Rowlet, and I love the weird little emo snow owl that Rowlet evolves into, and I love the weird little like hooded bandit <laughs> that it turns that it finally evolves into, and I love the entire line. Yeah, and I think Incineroar is kind of gross because he's too muscly. You know that once we get there, we're going to have to do a fur affinity check. I, I think we have before, in fact. I know. Unfortunately, I know. I'm I'm already like you know, clearing it by my, like, agents who have been assigned to me. The thing is, if you look at, and I, I'm going to make a call once I get there in terms of, like, the final Rowlet evolution. Rowlet, obviously, is a fucking chill mon. Like, fits oh. right in Parrothead's sweet Such spot. Such a roly-poly guy. So cute. 
I love him. Does a little twist whenever you see him. Yeah. It gets a little dark once you get to Decidueye, like literally. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. So Jimmy Buffett commissioned a movie called Hoot. Interesting. In 2006 that he made with his daughter, Savannah Buffett. And you've seen Uh, it? So there's a little bit of an affinity for owls that runs this family. You've seen it, the film? No, I haven't. I Obviously, I, I'm working on that now that I'm also going to be educating myself on the side. You're sort of method. You got to sort of immerse yourself. Method actor. Yep. I mean, look at me. I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt. I'm drinking this I know. terrible drink. I know. And when I looked at Poplio, and I, I ran Rowlett when I played Sun. So I've done this. But when I look at oh, do you- pre-Marina... You want to talk about my third You Make Me Barf Pokemon of the episode so far? Because it's fucking Poplio. Absolutely not. Why? What a joke. The worst starter Pokemon I've seen since Torchic. I think Maybe the worst one ever. I think I agree. I mean, I agree with the sentiment. I can't really say that it's a barf for me, but like, it's too obvious. Oh, I think it's so stupid looking. And like, who would want like a clown seal? It's literally just a fucking circus seal. Ugh. And I think the whole line sucks. Primarina? I don't think I, I honestly can't even, I can't even remember what its evolutions look like, but I don't think they're going to look good. No, they look terrible. They look terrible. Of course they look terrible. In fact, Poplio is like the best looking one. Oh God. That's what it was like. You know, when Parrothead's evaluating who is going to be part of his troop, like, Primarina, no. Like, this is way too performative. I'm feeling... We're trying to relax. Better and better about Lytton and Incineroar and whatever's in between the two of them. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you made the right choice for sure. Then we meet our rival, this kid called Howe. Uh, who chooses the other one? Yeah, he's too positive. He in, it didn't let me name him Bad Josh, so that's a demerit. Your rival now, though, would be Good Josh. Your rival would be me. It would be Joshua. Oh, you're right. Think about that. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you don't have the opportunity, but no, we have to deal with this How guy who's like, I'm gonna be your rival. So enthusiastic. I'm gonna support you every step of your journey. It's exhausting. I want that? I want a rival. I don't want that. Then the Cahoon is like, hey, here's the Z ring. And it's like, I think you mean the mega ring? And he's like, no, we don't have that here. We have this worst version of it. Same thing, except now it's called Z moves. So you learn about Z moves a little bit. You know that you need a Z stone to make it happen. And you know that the place to get a Z stone is at the island's first trial at the Verdant Cavern. So that's where that's where we're headed, Josh. That's right. We've got a whole... um. A whole world of roots and friends to make along the way. We start on route one. We're just starting the the entire like root naming nomenclature taxonomy over again. They got their own system over here. It's just route one, straight up. I guess this is where you met your first robot friend. That's right. Do <laughs> you want me to tell you about that? I guess so, yeah. Sell it. Right now? Yeah, sell it to me. I'm like super interested in it, and I got to go back and replay these five hours. So I need I need a little bit of convincing. What's what do you like about these robots so much? I don't know that Tell I me. necessarily like them. After this break, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was setting you up. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joshua, welcome back. I carried my sorry ass down Route 1, just doing the shit you do on Route 1. Nothing. Catching Rattatas, killing a a whole boatload of, I don't know, like Magnemites. There's all sorts of weird Pokemon out here. A lot of fun, like, Kantos. Do you have access to Pichus? Because I do. I saw a Pichu, but I have no business with a Pichu. Oh, that's too clean for you. Too pure. And it was uneventful, my Route 1. But it sounds like you had quite an eventful Route 1 journey. I met 
two characters who are just unnamed and they're ranting about something called the blinding one fucking terrifying it's two like cyborg looking humanoids yeah i met them and go unclear you know gender are they human are they are they dancer i don't know yeah but they do have like hair for some reason for styling and they are looking for people who know about the blinding one and or can defend the blinding one and they make a bunch of like basically you know when you used to be able when you were trying to connect to the internet and it's like yeah yeah oh yeah 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 that's their background sound they say that and then they kind of walk away huh didn't love it that's not that's very antithetical to parrot heads sort of vibe that whole thing yeah yeah that's that's a little <laughs> yeah that's a little outside of his pay grade um and then we are, we find our way to how Oli how Oli city how Oli how would you how Oli how Oli parked at the entryway of which is the trainer school which we have to go to it's part of the yeah. storyline. It's not like in all the previous games where the trainer school, or the Pokemon Academy or whatever is optional. And they just tell you like, oh, did you know that if your Pokemon takes too much damage, they faint? Like this one is actually you have to fight four trainers. Yeah. Beat them in order to advance. And then you fight a teacher. <laughs> and then each of the four trainers like sort of imparts a different lesson, I feel like. But yeah, I don't remember what they it make is. you learn the lessons this time. Yeah, but I liked it this time. And there's a catchable route in here with yes. just a few Pokemon, but they're all good Pokemon for me, at least. Not for me. There's Grimers and Meowths. No. And Magnemites. No. So yeah, it's fun. It's pretty. It's a pretty good intro. And then then that's just sort of like now we're now we're loosed upon the world. Like all of that is kind of the intro of the game. It takes forever, but it's kind of fun. It really drags you in it's like playing an anime yeah i know i'm making the jokes about being on island time but i actually do think that the game does kind of bring that in where it's like oh we know that we're not dealing with gyms it actually is a little bit more like relaxed and each of the areas that we've had to go to so far are meandering but not like dumb like it's not a waste of time yeah, there were a like, couple of times like multiple Pokemon got killed in this trainer school. I actually thought it was like, oh, kind of challenging. Like I had to oh, go yeah. back to that Pokemon Center. The totem Pokemon, my fucking like giant glowing Raticate took out three of my guys. I, I thought it was going to be a cakewalk and then it like sort of trounced me. Then I had to start taking it seriously. Make your way through the trainer school, and then we're in Haoli City. The very first thing that happens is some guy stops you, and he's like, let me upgrade your your Rotom decks and add a camera. And then go look over here and take a picture of a Pikachu. It's like, I, I, I don't, not for me. I don't like thinking about how that works in terms of, like, making the Rotom take a photo. Did it ask for this upgrade? How are you upgrading it? Troubling. The whole Rotom decks thing, really, it, it sort of fucks me up. Does it get off on this? I, I hope. I hope, to be honest. Yeah. At least. How low city, we have to just sort of like walk around, like follow Nebby and, and Lily around for a while and how at times. But then eventually we're sort of like introduced. We make our way down to the docks and we're introduced to our enemies. Well, your enemies, my coworkers. <laughs> Team Skull. Yeah. And they're a lot. They're a lot. They bring a lot of energy. They've got a lot of energy. Yeah. They show up and they're, they're just sort like of constantly flailing. <laughs> flailing and acting as though they have any idea how to rap. Yeah, I guess they're maybe trying to be rappers. I don't know. And they've got a pretty cool splash screen where like That's true. Black paint sort of like splashes across the screen and then their skull logo. And that's what I'm all about, you know? You love it. Once I'm in charge, I think we're gonna clear out some of the riffraff like these two. But I think at this point I do discover that. Skullgrunt, my guy, 
has access to drowsy because one of these guys has a drowsy. Oh, they have plenty of those. I mean, drowsies are perfect for their whole thing because the drowsies are animated in this with their 3D and they're oh, always yeah. just like oh, they got these little fingers. moving around and they're always like moving all their fingers and like their little snout. Yeah. Sort of disturbing, although I, I don't know. I sort of have a soft spot for drowsy. Drowsy and uh, I like drowsy. I don't love hypno. Back in Kanto and the in Gen One got me out of a lot of scraps. So he's he's on the list. It's he's one of Team Skull's private selection. Like a fine wine. Okay. And then we're off to Route Two, because we have to make our way up to this verdant cavern for this challenge. Because we have to get a, a Z stone. Uh huh. There's a nice hotel here, and a guy does my burn damage of the week. <laughs> Because he just really flaunts his fucking hotel. He like rubs your face in his hotel. <laughs> you walk up to him and you start the dialogue and he says, it's a nice hotel, isn't it? We're always doing our best here. So. <laughs> He's like, hey man, I didn't really even know that it was a hotel. I'm just, <laughs> I just walked in here. I'm looking for a pineapple juice. Well, you're, you're out of luck because their fucking vending machine is empty too. <laughs> to add insult to injury, he says, we're always doing our best here. So I'm sure you can understand why we're all booked up. Just sends you packing. Yeah. Why build a hotel here? Why put this... Whatever. Well, also, is this... Uh, I think this is a thing only in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. Do you not have the totem stickers? I will very soon, okay? Okay. But tell me tell me about that. Unfortunately, it's a new collectible where... I forget. It was very convoluted why yeah. Captain Alima was like, Team Skull keeps trying to steal all of these totem stickers, and I'm trying to put them up in order to lead aspiring trial goers where to go but also if you want to take them that's fine and i was like that doesn't really make any sense but obviously i love collecting shit so i'm gonna take all of those i gotta get on ultra moon what am i fucking doing and they're very shiny little stickers that are on the sides of buildings and there's a bunch right around this hotel so look forward to being tormented by trying to get all of those once you boot up Ultra Moon. I hate to invoke this, but it's sort of of the times of 2016 when this game came out. You only live once. I'm only going to play this gen once, you know? I have to do it the right way, and I have to jump over to Ultra Moon. Yeah. I'd be doing you a disservice. I'd be doing myself a disservice. I'd be doing all the bug catchers a disservice if I wasn't trying to collect stickers as well, Josh. Oh, because now you just want to make sure that you get more stickers than I do? Yeah, absolutely that's what I want. Just like you somehow had one more friend than me Hmm. on Pokemon Go? Hmm. Unbelievable. And now I have three more friends than you because I went to Colorado last weekend because it was my sister's wedding. And I added her and her new husband as friends. Okay, well, whoa, well, oh, like big surprise. That's Mayor Chi. That you're just like bringing, you're making people do Pokemon Go just to become your friend. But I'm walking up Route 2. I'm on island time. I'm on island time. I'm not going to care about any of that. And a deli bird. Serenity now. <laughs> runs out of nowhere, grabs me. Yeah. And pulls me into a side route. I thought I was about to get fucking mugged. But it turns out that there's a man here being harassed by Team Skullgrunts. I'm I'm like ready to hop in. Like, yeah, let's harass this guy. But these like dudes, I guess they, I don't know. I don't have a uniform yet. So I guess they didn't know I'm one of them because I had to fight them. Right. And then it turned out that the guy is the berry master. And he asked me if I was interested in being the berry master. And I said, no. Are you a little lad who loves berries and queen? <laughs> and I'm never going to know what happens if you hit yes. I imagine something incredible. Oh, I I said yes, of course. I only say yes. Yeah. Uh, And he just gives you a a tip. He's like, can you get me a person berry? And I was like, maybe, man. I don't don't fucking know. What does that mean? Yeah. I wandered around in the berry patch for a while. And then I eventually found a pile of berries, which is the new thing. Which is how berries work in this game. Yeah. Yeah, and then I collected them, and I gave him a person berry, and then I think he gave me, like, a bunch more of those and, like, Oran berries or something. But you still can't plant them. Yeah, there's even a big field here, and it just doesn't do anything. You can talk to this woman who's back there, and she's like, uh, yeah, I'm from Hoenn, where I'm used to being able to just put a bunch of fertilizer all over yeah. a berry patch, and they don't do that here, And but as you can see, nothing grows, and I'm like, uh <laughs> Don't drag me into this, lady. That sounds like a whole lot of your fucking problem. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, the Berry Master is also, unfortunately, my trainer, Danger. Because when you go into his house, it is filled with deli birds. <laughs> yeah, I had some questions about that. I had some questions about that. There's like eight of them in here. And that's it. That's just them. And it feels like sort of like a Santa's workshop kind of thing. Like I guess. slave labor. I, I mean, no. Yeah, I mean, how bad. is that? Is that not why it would be trainer danger? Like they're being manipulated. I don't know what he's doing with them, Josh. I don't know what he's doing with them. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to think about it. And what, what's in their sacks, you know? Oh, my God. I just got what done watching that Jeffrey Dahmer show on Netflix. I don't want to know what's in those sacks. He's oh, probably I, I can't watch that. Mulching people for his for his berry gardens. Oh, wait. He doesn't have berry gardens. <laughs> oh. Anyway, now we're on to How Oily, How Oily Cemetery. I'll say it a different way every time. Where I want to introduce a new segment. Oh, my God. What? I just had Matt make some new segments. We didn't know about this one. Also, shout out to our composer, Matt Schultz, who has made some new sounds for us this season. We'll hear that at some well, point. Time to get back into fucking Acid Pro. Okay. What is it? It's called, Is It a Bad Guy? Because I think some of these Pokemon, Skullgrunt's going to need help with. He's going to need a call on. And I think you and I, in sober responsible and hopefully in in impartial ways can determine if a pokemon is eligible for skullgrunt's team i can give you like one out of three at least two maybe two out of three of those mistrevious there's mistrevii floating around haoli cemetery and it's got sort of a sinister little look and it's got sort of mean eyes but it's just a ghost type, and it evolves into something that is just a ghost type. And that's not dark. It's not poison. Yeah. But what are we thinking? Take a look at this thing and take a look at, at its I, I don't need to Google Mistrevious. I know what that looks like. I would say that's certainly a bad guy. Okay. And then the evolution, which is called Miss Magius. Yeah. Miss Magius is looking, I guess, kind of mean. Yeah, it's like a witch. little meanie. Okay. Okay. Definitely mean. Definitely mean. Okay. Great. Adding it to the list. I think you can have it for sure. Good. That's what I wanted. That's what I wanted to hear. And then we're on to the Verdant Cavern, and there was nothing else rad, like incredibly rad sounding uh, left for us to play before we got to Verdant Cavern. It was just time to go do our big challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, if you're playing a lesser game, then I suppose not. Huh. May I intercede? For a moment? I suppose, if you feel like there's something that needs to be said, although I just got done saying nothing rad happened. So you haven't heard of anything like Big Wave Beach? No. May I send you a piece of literature? Yes. It's from Bulbapedia. I will be seeing it. I'm switching games. I can't (laughs) believe I let you all drag me down into this hellscape. Yeah, Big Wave Beach is exclusive to Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, and it looks pretty sweet i cannot do the main thing about it yet but the premise is and also there is a a team skull interaction down here oh wow at a beat them up because they were trying to steal this very sweetie who i would also say joshy's sweetie is the mantine surf like the oh. Mantine with the little like surf outfit. Harness. Yeah. That yeah. you ride on it to surf around. So cool. Which I haven't gotten to do yet because it's triggered by a specific like story beat with uh, how I think. But you get to see it tantalizingly just off the coast waiting to be ridden, waiting to have a good time. <sighs> And I can't wait. Team Skull tries to steal it and you have to fight them. Um, But this is some sort of a battle point situation where I think if you get the highest scores, you can get more battle points and then you can trade them in for items and stuff. Uh, And it's just a beautiful little scene. Well, I can't wait to see it when I replay the first chunk of this game because I absolutely have to. I, I can't miss out on something like that. And I'm furious. I'm furious with all of you for telling me that this was a good idea. <laughs> Joshua, on to the Verdant Cavern, our very final 
landmark of the leg. Yes. I guess I just should say now, even though we've already talked him up, and I do believe he uses he, him pronouns, Tanny Sweetie is Captain Elima. Beautiful. What a beauty. This non-gender conforming like trial captain. Oh, yeah. Whatever that means. I don't know what a trial captain is, but. Z's a sweetie. Yeah. Woo. Beautiful. These sparkling eyes. You should sort of get lost. It's like pink, purple hair, but it's like a light shade that's sort of sophisticated. Works. Works. Yeah. Yeah. Verdant Cavern. Here's the new thing is you go around and do like a little puzzle. And in this one, you have to corner three Alolan ratatas for me in little burrows. And then Team Skull comes in and says, we're going to make this difficult for you. Except they accidentally make it easier because they block a bunch of the burrows. And then once you've done that, you can go and actually do the trial, which is just fighting a giant Pokemon. Which, uh, when I was making my notes, I forgot what the proper term was. And I was like, this engorged gumshoes. A <laughs> totem. <laughs> yeah. They're called totem Pokemon totem. in, Not in Moon and Although, Ultra Moon. It is uh, Alolan Raticate, which looks pretty silly. And I believe in Sun and Ultra Sun, it is Gumshoes. Yeah. And I think it's it's young gooses running around in your caverns, right? Yeah, it's little young gooses, and it's sort of, uh, it's like whack-a-mole. Honestly, until the Team Skull grunts showed up, I was like, what? Am I an idiot? Like, why can't I get these things cornered yeah, in their little run around in a circle? Yeah. Uh, and I guess that's what triggers it. Let's talk about the teams that we brought into our, our trial in Verdant Cavern in Level Check. Level Check. A lot of talent on this very first leg for Skull Grunt, if I may go first. Please. As I said before, meanies, poisons, darks. So he started with Giovanni, his Litten, who has risen to level 16. But along the way, he met Getsis, Alolan Meowth, level 16. Not feeling great about Alolan Persian, but we're going to cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah, that dumb face. Yeah. <laughs> it goes south. There's Courtney, which is Alolan Grimer, level 15. Pretty fun. I like its little color bands. Got some pride. It's a little oil slick. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. There's Cyrus Spinarak, a level 14. Honestly, fun. Pretty fun little guy. He knows some really weird moves. Oh, you've never run uh, Spinarak Mm-mm. or Ariados, have you? Ariados. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I enjoyed it. It's not like a great statistically Mon, but like I've always had a good time. We'll have we'll have a little fun together. Now that I know it can already get a mischievous though, it might just jump ship. Lysander, Drowsy, level twelve, and N, Alolan Rattata, level thirteen. Oh, so they're just all named after iconic baddies. Yeah. I'm already running out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that I I got all the seven sages. Personally would have blown N on Alolan Rattata. Oh really? I think N's Okay, yeah, maybe not. Maybe I'll just run Raticate the entire game, though. You don't know. I think that would be fun. I'd give you a respete if you do that. Like how I ran Swellow for all of last season somehow. Yeah. I'm excited about Alolan Muck. I'm not, I'm not excited about Alolan Rattata or Raticate or Persian. Yeah, I think of that set, Alolan Muck is very interesting to me. Yeah. And I think I would rank Alolan Persian, like give it a shot, but like, Radicate, no. Yeah. <laughs> Alolan Persian, I'm going to have to get past the looks because I, I do like it. And I do like this Meowth that I'm playing with so far. And the Meowth looks great. I actually love the Meowth. The Meowth is great. I love when it comes out. It does a sort of like, yeah. like it, it sort of like flings its its fur back. Yeah. yeah. Sassy. It's cute. It also, so there's this new feature of the game where after a Pokemon battle, you can quickly tap Y and it brings you into this like grooming screen. Oh yeah. Which is great if you if your pokemon has a status condition cuz you can like just heal them without wasting any. Yeah. But it's also where you do like the pokeyami stuff where you like pet your pokemon and feed it 
jelly beans. It's integrated a lot better than it was previously, especially yeah. for like I have. I mean, I'm about to say anyway, but like I have a Pichu and like that's a happiness evolution. So is Meow. And so you can immediately after a battle just start petting them. And that raises up the happiness. So it's integrated in a really nice way. And there's on, on Alolan Meowth, there are places where it gets mad if you try to pet it, including its little amulet coin and on its belly. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is fun. You have to scratch its ears to get it to give you little hearts. Yeah, that's cute. All right, Parrothead, who you got? Parrothead's got Rowlet, which I already alluded to, is named Hoot. Yeah. After... A uh, not-hit film. No. (laughs) From the Buffett family. Yeah. Hoot the Rowlet is level 16. And then we have Calamari and Inke, level 13. I had fun with uh, Malamar. I might run with it. Yeah. Because I was really intrigued, and it fits, I think, directly in this theme. (laughs) For sure. And then we have Goligan, who is a Wingle, level 13. Yep. I'm not doing that anymore, not long but for this world. I need it right now. Uh, yeah. Bubba, who I believe is, as far as I've been able to determine, is a nickname that Jimmy Buffett goes by. Bubba. Oh, uh, cute. Yeah. Uh, it's Slowpoke, level 14. I'm so curious about the next one because I am I want one because it's dark type, but I didn't see a, one of these. You might not have access to this because of <sighs> the game you're playing. Dang it. Cheryl Crow uh, is Murkrow, level 14, and that is because they have collaborated on several songs, and Cheryl Crow has also been backup on a bunch of songs that Jimmy Buffett has done. And I I saw Murkrow and its flying type, and I was like, well, Cheryl Crow's right there. Yeah. And then, of course, we have Jimmy the Pichu, level 15. Pichu is not... Chill vibes, but we all know. We all know where it's headed. In a low, which is why it got the king's name. Where it's going, yeah. So Jimmy yeah. Buffett will be a lowland Raichu at one point. Fun. Well, I um I went in and the giant totem eradicate honestly like peeled off three of my guys. <laughs> yeah, pretty quickly. <laughs> I was a little oh, worried. Oh yeah, because. <laughs> Did it summon a Rattata also? Yeah, and then it summoned a little Rattata. Yeah, they can summon that. now, Buttcatchers. If you haven't played this game, they can do like an SOS where they can try to send a friend in yeah. any Pokemon that you're battling, and then it becomes two on one. And then he's got Hyper Fang, which hits really hard. He's also like boosted. He's like big and glowy. Yeah. So even though he was lower levels than me, he's somehow tougher because um, he kept just hammering me it was a nightmare i mean especially facing the uh totem gum shoes that looks like i mean it, it it's it's triggering at this point <laughs> yeah what a weird design you're looking at a pokemon version of trump i just don't know any way around it why do you think they did that it was the, it was also the right year it was like 2016 it swirls around because it's 3d now and you can see its little paws held behind its back. Such an odd choice. It's looking like it's about to fucking just kill you. Is the name supposed to imply that it's like a like a detective? A detective. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it doesn't look like a detective. It looks like Donald Trump. Yeah. Like it looks nothing it, it looks like nothing but It's not looking good here. And it's successfully called Young Goose. And they slaughtered like three of my mon, maybe four. I know. It, it was, was tough. <laughs> like it was literally tough. But then I, I did win the day and then Elima walks in and is like, here's the stone. Now you can, it's the, it's the no, Z normal. Nor, nor, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Normanium or something. I don't know. And it, you can use it on a normal type Pokemon to empower a move and it's called Z powers and I'm not interested. And I'll engage with it in as much as I have to, but I'm not interested in talking about it. It sucks. I mean, the improvement is like it can just empower a specific move, whether or not your Pokemon is that type, but uh, whatever. I think that Tanner and I have like accidentally become like mega evolution apologists. Yeah, I love mega evolutions. Yeah, me too. Of all the gimmicks so far. Yeah, Yeah, me too. Z sucks. 
but obviously we'll be we'll be using it. So we're through our first trial. Next week we will be playing, continuing on to Ten, ten Carat Hill. Hill. Yeah, uh, we will play through the Ten Carat Hill portion of the game. So set your your um, GPSs to Ten Carat Hill, and we will see you there. That's it for this leg of the journey, Joshua, and that's it for this introduction to season seven. Clean season seven for now. We're not going to add any A's or B's <laughs> or C's or whatever. Just season seven. And welcome to the Alola region. Alola. Alola. That's what they say here. Uh, you're told by many different people that you, you use Alola to say hello and goodbye here. Yeah, and you move your hands like a rainbow. Yeah, I like that, actually. I think it's cute. Yeah. This has been... Experience Shared, it's a Pokemon podcast. I am a Lotan Radicate, and I am joined, as always, by Fjellolan Gumshoes. Please do rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, and do follow the show everywhere that you follow podcasts, and do follow us at EXP Share Pod on Twitter and Instagram, where you can see our episode guide and follow along and play along with us. And you can especially do that on the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash Bugcatchers, where there are weekly level checks called the Trainer of the Week, and that is where you can compete for the most upvotes to eventually fight us. Yep. And you can also uh, buy some merch at expsharemerch.com. Oh, and we should also say uh, Tony's going to be on next week. Yeah, Tony is going to join us next week. Um, We were going to have Jack on, and everyone please go feel free to roast him. But we were going to have my other co-host, Jack Shepard, on, and he was literally too much of an old man to figure out how to get uh, the game to work. So yeah, he'll he'll come and join us for uh, Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee because I know he has a Switch, and I know he knows how to use it. So. He can't avoid that one. Tony has, has agreed to come in earlier than usual this season and join us for episode two where we will be... Um, headed to Ten Carat Hill, and I guess we'll fight. It's the Kahuna Hala Grand Trial Battle, and then Ten Carat Hill is what we're going through next week. So if you're playing along, make it through Ten Carat Hill. Joshua Bugcatchers, Alola, Alola. You later. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> felt wrong, but I think you recovered it.